Welcome to our study of the book of Revelation. It's a video series that's going to help us beware and be aware to be ready for the day of judgment, but also while we wait to be blessed, to not be afraid, because we do belong to Jesus. Now, G.K. Beale, in his commentary, the book of Revelation, uh, was quite helpful in understanding that really the structure of the book of Revelation can be seen as, okay, here's a big word, chiastic. That simply means that it's a literary form where the themes that go to the middle of the book are repeated on the way out of the book. So theme A, theme A, theme B, theme B, theme C, theme C. And he suggested that the central point of the book, right, the tip of the spear, you could say, is the war of the ages in Revelation chapters 12 through 15. Now, this is quite interesting because if you look at uh, the beginning of Revelation, chapters 1 through 3, and the end of the book of Revelation, chapters 21 uh, and 22, uh, you'll see they have these matching themes. So you have a prologue, you have an epilogue at the end of the book. But in Revelation chapters 2 and 3, these letters to the churches, you have a picture of an imperfect church. But at the end of the book of Revelation, you'll see uh, the vision given of the perfect church. So these patterns exist in uh, the letters to the churches. They begin with a command to write, uh, then a description of the speaker who is God is given. There's a commendation to these churches, a criticism, a warning or admon admonition, and a call to hear and obey, but then also a promise. So imperfect church of the present but also a perfect church of the future. And again, this is from uh, G.K. Beale in uh, his commentary on Revelation. Uh, it's called the Shorter Commentary. So let's give you some examples. So if you read in uh, Revelation chapter 2, uh, you'll see the, uh, the imperfect church characterized as having false apostles. That's chapter 2, verse 2. But if you go to Chapter 21, verse 14, you'll see the image of true apostle. So imperfect church, perfect church. False Jews in chapters 2, uh, verse 9, and chapter 3, verse 9. But also then the tribes of the true Israel, chapter 21, verse 12. You have Christians who dwell where Satan's throne is in chapter 2, verse 13. But in chapter 22, verse 1, you have the picture of Christians who dwell where God's throne is. So again, you, you see this, this picture of the church living in this world, attacked by devil, by the corrupt uh, world, but also by our own sinful flesh. But then the promise that one day uh, it will be made new. Now, some in the church are dead, described in chapter 3, verse 1. But all in the perfected church are dis, uh, described as being alive in chapter 21, verse 27. In chapter uh, 1, verse 20, in uh, chapter 2, verse 5, it talks about the church is an earthly lampstand. But in uh, Revelation chapter 21 and chapter 22, God and the Lamb are the lamp. So you see that interesting contrast. In chapters, uh, chapter 2, you have the church, uh, within the church, uh, there are idolaters. But the perfect church in Revelation chapter 21, verse 8, 
uh, is described as having no idolatry or, or lying. In chapter 2, the church is described as uh, the faithful who are persecuted. But in chapter 21, verses 6 and 7, Christian, Christians are described as those who reign as conquerors. So, imperfect church, perfect church. Now, we've, we've talked briefly about this idea of the church being called kingdom and a, a nation of priests. And so it's helpful to understand what type of kingdom this church is. Uh, so throughout the scripture, there are these descriptions of the kingdom of God. You could say kingdom of God's power, kingdom of God's grace, kingdom of God's glory. Now, the kingdom of power is uh, the promise given that all authority over all things, in all places, all of the time, uh, that uh, power is in the hands of Christ Jesus. Matthew chapter 28, Jesus says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So we rest with that as the church in this world, that we have a, a, a Savior who rules and reigns over all. All authority over all things, in all places, all of the time. The kingdom of grace is, well, this rule and reign over sin, death and the devil. And that's that comes through the gospel, the sword of the spirit. Again, uh, the church is not a kingdom of this world fighting with the weapons of this world or reigning the world uh, the way the world does, but rather through the gospel. And the church is given the keys of the kingdom of heaven, the proclamation of this gospel, which fights against sin, death, and the devil. And then a description of the kingdom of glory that he shall reign forever and ever. And Revelation 21 speaks of that kingdom of glory and that new heaven and the new earth. And you hear that little phrase, no more. No more sin, no more shame, no more power uh, over us in terms of death, and no more tears. Now, when we pray, thy kingdom come, what are we really praying? Well, uh, Martin Luther does a beautiful job of describing that when he says, well, give us the Holy Spirit that we may lead a godly life here in time and hereafter in eternity. So we're not praying that God uh, would begin to rule and reign. He's always ruling and reigning in the person of Christ. So what are we praying? Well, we're praying for that kingdom of grace, that the gospel would go forward, that we receive the forgiveness of sins, and that that forgiveness of sins is proclaimed. It defeats sin and death and the devil. But we're also praying with a mind and an eye to the future that the kingdom of glory, um, that one we are one day closer to that day when the Lord Jesus reappears and makes all things new. One day closer. You could say perhaps yet today. So this book of Revelation helps us understand this idea of the imperfect church living within the kingdom of God's grace and awaiting that day when one day that kingdom of glory, that time when all things will be made new in the person of, of Jesus. So while we wait, uh, well, again, this little book helps us beware, right? And be aware of the events and the signs and the spirit of the times to be ready for that last day, the day of judgment, uh, the reappearance of Jesus. But while we wait to be blessed, be blessed with the gospel, the forgiveness of sins, and to not be afraid because we do belong to Jesus.